the most important visitor in the transfer portal may be the first. We'll tell you exactly what we mean right after this. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in. I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. We have hit 3,000 subscribers, which means we will do a pregame live stream. We're going to start putting that together over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, we'll have some personalities on there. Granted, the week between Christmas and New Year's can be weird. We'll do the best we can, but we are going to live stream, absolutely. Anyway, the most important visitor in the whole transfer portal may be coming on Ole Miss's campus. And after he leaves Ole Miss's campus, he's going to go to the University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa, so you can understand how this guy can play. C.J. Dupree <coughs> is going to officially visit the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss, and get uh, the full Lane Kiffin experience. The full Portal King experience will be available to him um, over that weekend. And then when he leaves Ole Miss, he will go on the road to Alabama and handle that side of it as well. But this is a major league important visit. And that is because there's been a donut-sized hole in the middle of the defense this season for Ole Miss's offense. Now, when you look at what Ole Miss was in 2020 and 2021, the middle of the field was super important for what they were doing. So nobody thought that would change. So whenever this hole happened, everybody's like, what is going on? Now, we don't know if it was like that because the quarterback was nervous about those particular routes. Was it the coaches not completely trusting the quarterback? I do not know. But the fact of the matter is that little box near the line of scrimmage, the linebackers weren't affected in the passing game at all. They had free reign to tee off on the running backs, and the running backs still rushed for 3,400 yards this season. The offense could be so much more effective if they had to worry about the pass behind them as well. So C.J. Dupree from Maryland coming into Oxford – is a guy that can fill that role, a reliable tight end option that people are going to have to respect. Harrison Bryant type option, super athletic tight end. He's not a Michael Trigg type. Don't think he's that. He's a true tight end. He's like a Kenny Oboa type player. Big guy, 6'5", 250 pounds, really good catching the ball, likes to hurdle people, by the way. We've seen highlights that we've put up on Twitter of him hurdling people, and I mean, what else can you ask for? He's a good player. And if you bring him in, the middle of the field is going to have to be respected. When Michael Trigg got injured against Vanderbilt and all of this downward cycle that he's been on for the time being, now he can always bounce back, but for the time being, is down. You get somebody that can kind of plus set that up to where the offense next year will begin to look a little bit differently. Should be really good. Now, the transfer portal, 
offers going out all over the place. Um, I guess everybody saw what happened a couple of days ago with Dylan Johnson, the running back at Mississippi State. And, I mean, that was very weird. But, you know, you just look at what's going on in Mississippi State right now, and it's like, whoa, we, we don't need that. We, we don't need that. And Tua Griffin's rumored to go in. They're trolling their fan base by threatening to go in. Um, Rara Thomas is in the portal. Now Dylan Johnson, and it, it's like impact players that are starting to go there. That has not really happened at Ole Miss. The, the most impact player that has hit the transfer portal so far is Miles Battle. Um, which honestly really thought he was out of educa- out of um, eligibility already anyway, but he apparently has one more. So it will be interesting to see what the Ole Miss players do going into the portal because I think they're up to about 15 or 16 because the more players go in, the more they can come out. I think Texas A&M's at about 20, 21. Florida's over 20 at the moment. Um, the transfer portal, you know, giveth the transfer portal take away. But what we're seeing out of the portal at the moment is not necessarily game changers getting in there. You're seeing people that needs a little bit of a change of scenery. You need um, really talented players that might be might have found out they don't fit where they are. You're seeing stuff like that. So they're having a chance to recalibrate and get into a system that fits them. Defensively, it could take a little bit of time. We'll see what happens. You're starting to see some players pop out of the portal. I think Tennessee got two commits. Um, But you will see the portal honestly percolate because now that they know they have until January 18th, they're going to procrastinate. Since there's a deadline day, they're going to procrastinate on it. So it's going to get more and more and more um, as this goes on. But right now it's kind of one-way traffic. Um, It's like a U.S.-Guatemala soccer game to where you're just, the U.S. is all and they're in. So we're going to wait for it to turn into the four lane where you're standing in the media, seeing the cars going both directions. But for the time being, it is all one direction as well. So pretty excited, pretty excited about what this can mean. I'm C.J. Dupree. I am in favor of him. You know, Jaheim Bell is in the portal. I'm interested in a tight end position because – that is a position of need for this team. There's going to be people that go over the top with needs because I, I don't know exactly why, but tight end is absolutely a need. Against Mississippi State, they couldn't play. They had to play 10 personnel the whole game. I don't know why they didn't play 20 personnel, but they had to play 10 personnel the whole time. Now, the other position, if for some reason tight end doesn't fit in, doesn't go well. You already have, I think, Jalen Robinson, Jordan Watkins, and Dayton Wade coming back, which, honestly, that's a decent core, but you don't have the big guy. You don't have the Malik Heath. You don't have the Jonathan Mingo, although Mingo has another year of eligibility, if he should he decide to take it. So you might want to look for a big body or bigger body in the portal. Uh, I think Ra-Ra Thomas on Instagram today mentioned that his three finalists are um, Georgia, Auburn, and Ole Miss. So we'll see what that goes. Uh, Ole Miss was always a player with Rara for whatever reason, I guess because of what Malik Heath did in the portal as well. So lots of good stuff. C.J. Dupree, probably potentially the most important 
portal transfer guy coming first. We'll see what he does because that position can completely open up the defense and you can see a return to the offense that was 2020-2021 instead of what we had last year. Even though next year we're going to run the ball effectively, but if you remember, they did with Jerry and Ely and Snoop Connor and those guys as well. So we'll see exactly what it looks like. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional or amateur sport out there. And I don't know exactly what college football would be whenever you have that. Um, from football to basketball to soccer or esports, we got it on BetOnline.net. If you look down below, you can see that the line has dropped. Ole Miss is now a three-point favorite over Texas A&M, and the over/under has gone down to 69 and a half points. Of course, that game is on December 28th, and it is on ESPN. December 28th, 8 Central, ESPN. So, if you love sports podcasts, you can find them at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go behind the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it's Friday. We're getting ready for the weekend. Next weekend, bowl season starts. December 16th is the kickoff of bowl season. So six days after Army-Navy, we're going to be rolling. We're, we're, we're going to be going. Um, so we'll see exactly how that goes. I wanted to have a little bit of a line episode because we this week we did not have lines. And I want to do the first week of bowl season, which normally that would be Monday, but with Chris Lovell and everything that could happen, I don't want that to fall between the cracks. So looking at the lines coming up, there's a lot of really interesting stuff out there. If you look at this, Miami of Ohio at UAB, that could be a really interesting game. You know, the fighting Trent, Trent Dilfers, um, a 10-point favorite. The over-under is only like 44.5 points. I mean, they're expecting a 1990s-style football game. UAB is a 10-point favorite um, for that game. Also, a surprisingly good game. Troy, which might be the best win on the season for the Ole Miss Rebels. They're a one-point favorite over U2S, U2SA. Talk about getting bowl season off to a start. I can't wait to see that game. Um, Troy is a one-point favorite over UT, UTSA. Um, yeah, it's a couple of good programs, well-coached teams. This is, this game would be worth a watch. Now, in the intriguing fashion game, Louisville is playing Cincinnati in the Fenway Bowl on December 17th, Saturday. Louisville is a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Cincy. Why is this game important? Well, both teams are on the same sideline, and potentially for a while we were wondering if Scott Satterfield was just going to walk down to the other side of the field because Scott Satterfield was the head coach of the Louisville Cardinal, Cardinals and went to Cincinnati. So I think he's probably going to sit this one out because it could be a whole big old thing, um, but Louisville is a one-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. In the Celebration Bowl, Jackson State, a six-and-a-half-point favorite 
over North Carolina Central. I might watch this game just to see what all they do for Colorado. Prime, you know, is going to recruit like crazy for Colorado, so I expect stuff to happen as it goes. This weekend, I think, is a big recruiting weekend for the Buffalo. He's planning on going back to Boulder for that. So Jackson State is 16.5-point favorite versus North Carolina Central. I think this is a game that you don't take JSU to cover that just because of all the distractions going on. We've seen over and over exactly how that looks. So something to pay attention to as well. Florida, the first SEC team playing is against Oregon State. Oregon State is a 10.5-point favorite. Jack Miller is going to quarterback for the Florida Gators in that game, not Anthony Richardson. I think I saw on Fox News they had a graphic with Anthony Richardson. It's like, Anthony Richardson will go in the top blank of the NFL draft. And I was like, top 1,000 easily. Um, so we'll see exactly how he does as well. And Fresno State against Washington State. Um, Washington State is a one-point favorite. This is a game, um, Cam Ward is the quarterback that flirted during the transfer portal last year with Ole Miss. Fresno State is like Jake Hayner. Um, could be a really good deal. So we're going to um, look at the games the following week. Next week, we'll just continue to do bowl lines as it goes. But I'm pretty excited about all of that. And honestly, after this break, we're going to have Tom Vanderford and we're going to talk Ole Miss football on that. But I just wanted to get the, the betting lines to you real quick quick as well so when we come back from this break tom vanderford is going to be here to talk Ole miss and everything that's going on this week so we'll see how that goes anyway stick around all right thanks for making the locked on Ole miss podcast your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcast and of course we're over three thousand now so we're going to be working on a live stream for the pregame for the texas bowl because you guys did that and i'm here with tom vanderford for his weekly segment how are you doing tom I'm doing great, man. Congratulations on 3K. Thank you very much. It's 11 months with no built-in audience. And what I mean by no built-in audience, lots of times, like whenever a pay site does a podcast, they can just put a link out to their 6,000 subscribers or something like that on their website, and they can just bring them over. This this was completely from scratch, and that is is really cool. Um, Locked On had a big... um, Congratulations, the phone call and everything. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I'm very much in favor um, with the locked on people at the moment. Awesome. Did you beat mm-hmm. Oklahoma? No, Oklahoma won by three hours. They hit 3,000 oh, three hours before we did. Yeah. Um, and and part of that is might be my fault. I chose to go into this show in the middle of a competition with a DeAndre Prince video, which everybody loves DeAndre. He's a good player. But I should have gone in with a Lane Kiffin. I should have gone in with a Jackson Dart. Something that turns the dial. Doing the clickbaity yeah. thing, that would that would have probably worked a little bit better. Oh, it's all good, man. Yeah. All good. Anyway, if you look down below, you can see that Ole Miss is a three-point favorite over Texas Tech in the Texas Bowl. Over-unders at 69.5. Late-night game, Tom. What's your feeling on this game? How, what, since we haven't talked much about it before now, what's your sense on this game right now? I, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, they're, they've been, they've been getting better all year long, and we kind of digressed towards the end of the year, so that that's in their favor. 
their their head coach is some kind of Texas high school coaching mm-hmm. legend, so supposedly they're sound fundamentally. Uh, but we don't have the cloud hanging over our head that we did the last two games of the season anymore. So I'm going to say as long as the right people don't opt out, and uh, I don't see a lot of opt-outs because all of our kids, the majority of our kids are young, Mm. but I think we'll win. I really do. Yeah, I think the line. We need to win. It's almost a must win. Yeah, the line's about right. Pardon? The line's about right, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, it's always interesting when you play Texas Tech, right? Yeah. I can remember, you know, we usually do pretty good against them in bowls, but mm-hmm. I can remember a home and home series with them back when Eli was there where we lost both of those games. Of course, Mike Leach was the head coach then. Mm. But – at Texas Tech, but I just I, I feel I feel really good about our team. Uh, I feel really good about the direction it's going. Uh, I I got to admit I was kind of shocked today when I saw Miles Battle enter the portal, but you know um, I, I thought his eligibility was done. I, I well, didn't know I he had eligibility. Yeah, he's yeah. got a COVID year, I guess. Yeah, I guess he's got a COVID year still. I don't know. Yeah, but he is the but, uh, um, the biggest player that has gone to the portal so far. Oh, gosh, yeah, by far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By far. I mean, nothing against those other guys, but most of those guys that entered the portal weren't getting playing time hardly at all. Or, uh, you know, like Bullock and, uh, and uh, Altmaier, they had kind of, you know, made a deal with the staff to try and, you know, try and redshirt and, you know, take their take their uh, talents elsewhere but you know a lot of those guys they they a lot of the offensive linemen you know uh hamilton hall's been there it seems like forever and yeah. i didn't think he had any eligibility left either but you know him and Cade and tobias braun those were people that we just took a chance on took a flyer on uh, and uh i wish them well but mm-hmm. my hope is is that we're replacing them with playmakers we're replacing them with good quality depth Uh, i like the fact that that our starting corners next year are going to be igbenosin and uh Mm -hmm. and uh number seven's coming back which puts a big smile on my face i think he's uh i think he's a really good cornerback uh and uh just looking forward to see what we pick up in the portal and uh what we sign i I, as far as the high school kids uh we got to get the aiden williams we got to get him he's awesome Hmm. and we've got to get and we've got to get uh centering perkins and we you know I, i i sure hope we get those guys and and marcel reed and bryson sanders and there there's a good core group of people to that class and uh, I like how Lane's doing it this year. He's, you know, he was portal heavy last year because he had to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think he's going to be as portal heavy this year as he was last year. I think 
uh, if the uh, the high school kids are out there, he's going to uh, going to make a mark there. But but I do think we'll be we'll be working our magic in the portal. I yeah, hope if- we're looking at a center and uh, at least one tight end. I'd like to see two actually, and uh, a linebacker and a couple of a, defensive a true linebackers. slot receiver. Oh gosh, yeah, Th- yeah that well, that's a. Now. What about Jalen Robinson? I heard that he may uh may be able to get a medical red shirt for this year, and he may be back. Is is there any truth to that? I I I, don't, I think he might actually just have a year left and can come back. Yeah, I don't think his eligibility. Yeah, I know up. at the beginning he was, yeah, he was like a football season and done. Yeah. So and then he got hurt. So I, I seem to remember something about Lane saying earlier in the year we're trying to talk him into red shirting, but I don't know. You know, I don't know how that went. Mm. But, um, yeah, we do. We need a true slot. Uh, and, there, and, and there'll be one out there. I mean, I've never seen anything like this in my life. There, you know, there are a thousand kids in the freaking portal. And uh, I just, and, 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 and me and a state friend were talking today. And they're not really in good shape in Iowa. They spent the majority of their NIL bucks keeping some of these COVID six-year seniors or fifth-year seniors or whatever coming back. You know, they've got Jet Johnson coming back and Crumity coming back and a whole host of people coming back. Uh, And I think that's where they spent the majority of their NIL money because they're just – they're not doing too well. And, of course, we know about about, uh, the running back and his little parting message and – and and I've even heard I've even from from my state friends at work they say that they may lose their other running back, Mark. So, you know it's 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 weird because they were saying that it's hurting them because uh, people are going to come in and poach their players because they don't have enough nil money. So and, and I told them I said and they said you guys are in the same shape. I said no, we're in pretty good shape. I said. Uh, Lane Kiffin lit a fire under the Ole Miss fan base and the Ole Miss alumni, and uh, we've got a pretty hefty uh, NIL fund right now, and it's growing. So uh, I know I'm a member. You're a member. I think everybody out there is a member, but of the if Grove not, Collective. You should be. But if you're not, join the <laughs> Grove Collective. Uh, there's a plug for the Grove Collective, mm. but. It's uh that's gonna be the difference. And thank God for Lane Kiffin that he saw that coming. You know, I I almost wonder and uh a friend and I were talking about this today, so and it's more more him that got me thinking about it, but I almost wonder if Lane didn't put off that announcement for a little bit that maybe Keith Carter knew and he knew that they were that there was gonna be a done deal, but he wanted that NIL money to keep churning in you know you always wonder no i think uh, i think people are people are just coming up with reasons for it to happen because recruiting and everything would not be hurt um the last two weeks and you would not have lost an egg bowl over an nil budget um that's true there 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 was just too much damage being done for it to be done on purpose unless it was something that they started to do and it just got out of hand um, yeah, but yeah, that's but either e- either way, it happened. Yeah, I mean we're we're right. we are where we are because of it. But maybe that's the right. positive of what happened. Yeah, I 
I think it is. I think it is. I think uh, I think we're we're in pretty good shape for next year. That's my opinion. Uh, even though our schedule gets tougher, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, Georgia Tech's going to be better. Uh, we lose Kentucky and pick up Georgia. That's going to be rough. Still a top ten team. Uh, we got two lanes. Two lanes, not a slouch. You know, so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting, though. Yeah, you know, we drop. We drop. We drop Troy and pick up Tulane, and that's pretty much a wash because it turned out Troy was yeah, a good a team. Wash. Kentucky yeah. was a top ten team. We dropped them for Georgia, yep. so that's yep. I, it's a stupid thing, but that's kind of a wash. That was before Kentucky was broken, you know. Uh, and yeah, I think we broke Kentucky actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and Georgia Tech will be better, but Georgia Tech's still going to be Georgia Tech. And exactly, and it's in Oxford. Yeah, and yeah, it's not not too much. Next year is going to be a hard schedule. I'm I'm not saying it's not going to be a hard schedule, but I'm going to say it's going to be manageable and manageable. Every year, people look at the schedule, and yeah, every year somebody looks at the schedule and is like, "Oh, this this is terrible. This I don't see eight wins on this schedule." That's because how it plays out is not how you're picturing it right now. Exactly, exactly, Mm -hmm. and I don't think people realize. The majority of our playmakers are back next year. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of our offense. Heck, I haven't seen anything yet uh, official on Zach Evans. I just always assumed he was one and done, but they say it's 50-50 right now. I don't know. Um, but I'm not too worried about it. I I, I think that we'll end up with uh, Riscano from mm-hmm. uh, Texas. I think we won't Dante Dowdle, but I we can't yeah. beat that Phil Knight money. Yeah, uh, N- Phil Nike's Knight involved. It's stout. Yeah, mm. that, it's stout money. And uh, but yeah, I Chris, think we're going to have a good high school class. I think we're going to have a good portal class. Really yeah, it, situation like I said, we have like a ten million dollar cash on hand world chest right now. I mean, we have the ability exactly. to do stuff that everybody else claims that they can do that we can't. But in reality, they can't and we can't. Um, and yeah. because of that, I think we're going to smartly use it. We don't need a quarterback this cycle. Nope. We don't need a running back this cycle. Um, I'm sure they're going to sign a, um, a receiver. I think Aiden Williams is going to be the other guy. But they're probably going to portal a receiver. Yeah. They're going to get a tight end. They're going to get a slot. But they're not high-dollar positions that Ole Miss is shopping in. So right. you would think that Ole Miss has the money to win these battles. We'll see what happens with C.J. Dupree. Um, whenever he has Alabama right after Ole Miss. So his decision will probably happen sometime in the next couple of weeks. And we'll see exactly where Ole Miss sits on that because Ole Miss should have the ability to function at a very high level NIL-wise because of not just how much money they have, but what they need to get and what they need to spend their money on. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and they're playing it smart. I mean – you see them go, going after kids from Western Michigan. You see them going after kids from some of the smaller schools. You know, you see them going after that defensive end out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not – you know, Alabama had 15 people, uh, as far as I know, enter the portal. And as far as I know, we haven't offered any of them. So, it, Lane does things a little bit differently. Now, he may have he may have offered all of them, for all I know, but yeah. – but I guarantee you that Hugh Freeze has offered all 15 of those Alabama portal people. Oh, he's offered everybody. 
My oh, goodness. Gosh, yeah. that was, that Although was I think we need, I, I think we need to offer um, Jojo Earl. I think it's that, in the search for that true slot receiver, I think Jojo Earl could. Yeah. 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 He would be a good slot. Um, you know, I kind of wanted the, the utility uh, offensive lineman that entered the portal from Alabama, but Kentucky scooped him up. He, committed to Kentucky today. So they, yeah, the, but, they need to spend all their NIL money on offensive line because that offensive line Kentucky had this year was trash. Oh, it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. And, and you know, that's the reason that Will Levis was so banged up at the end of the year. I, I mean, I don't think he's great, but he would have probably been a lot better behind a better offensive line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, He Will Levis is on his way because of that offensive line to being an XFL backup quarterback. That that yep. is his career path right now. That's weird for the when we played him, he was a potential number one pick. To now, all of a sudden, he's like, eh, I don't know. It's like okay, yeah, exactly. It's amazing exactly. when so. when people play us. You always hear reasons why we can't win, reasons why we can't do well. You never hear anything confidently say. This is what Ole Miss needs to do to win the game. It's like no. Kentucky has Will Levis, and he is a top tier draft pick. Right. So we have to be afraid. So Kentucky can obviously win this game. Well, okay, that's true, but you're discounting what we have as well to make your point. You're trying to sound like a super smart football guy, and you're completely ignoring what you're looking at all the time. That well, that kind I, of I stuff drives that, me crazy. I think that, I think that narrative is is slowly eroding. You know, uh, of course, I haven't seen any anything close to the homerism I witnessed during the Arkansas game from Cole Kubelik. That was that was unbelievable. You know, even though uh, I tried. But, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but you know, we we're headed in the right direction. I, I think our, our coach has, he's got a plan. He's following it. Uh, he knows what he's doing. And, uh, I'm glad we kept him and, uh, or he kept us, however you want to look at it. And, uh, for as long as we have him, we need to enjoy him. And, and he's going to build something that even if he does leave, when he leaves that somebody will be able to step right in and keep it, keep it going. And, and I don't think people outside of Ole Miss and, and actually a lot of Ole Miss people realize we're not poor little Ole Miss anymore. No. We're not, you know, we're not the, the we're just not the, the program we were. We, we're, we're, we've elevated and they don't want to believe that. But, you know, we've got, more money in NIL than Auburn's got, you know, unless in the, they've in the, gotten a bunch more. In their mind, it's 1986, and everything yeah. is locked in in 1986, and Mark Young is getting ready to play an Independence Bowl against Texas right. Tech. And, and that's exactly. the world that they live in. And so much water has gone under the bridge. It's just they're not willing to evolve. And I'm not saying it's necessarily their fault that is going on or, or what they're thinking, but it's just, it's a, it's a lazy narrative. It's, it's basically you've, some people have learned that when it comes to Ole Miss, if you just go ahead and go to the negative, eventually you'll be right. 
and you get to say, I told you so. And I think that's important for some fans, honestly. Yeah. Mm. It is what I it is. I see a bright future, man. I see oh, a bright definitely. future. What, what, are you, what is a way too early next season prediction for you? Uh, floor, seven wins, ceiling, ten. Okay. Possibly 11. It just depends on you know, how we fill our needs in the portal and in the signing class. I mean, you know, I think we've got some kids that we've signed that can contribute immediately. Yeah. You know, and I don't know who else we're in on out there, but there may be some other uh, immediate contributors too. But uh, like I said, we've got DeAndre Prince, Igman uh We're loaded at safety again. Uh, we've got a lot of defensive linemen back. We need more. You can never have enough of the big uglies. Um, I'm probably the only person that believes this, but I think we need a true center, mm-hmm. somebody that uh, can snap the ball uh, very well mm-hmm. consistently. You know, the the kid we got from Utah uh, the year before last, uh, he was a huge help at center. And, and nothing against our two guards that had to play center this year. But they're wonderful guards, but both of them had issues with getting the snap back uh, in a timely fashion to Jackson Dart. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned that all year long. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. It's from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Tom, thank you so much for today, and we'll get back together and do it again next week. Texas Tech's creeping up. Yes, sir. Hotty toddy. Right. Hotty toddy. 